Morning, everyone, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing terrific, Todd. This is, uh, you know, it's another another Saturday and another New Media Show, and um, we're going to be a little cranky today, I think. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, the second you rang into Skype, I was cussing, cussing. at my computer. <laughs> And it was, it was largely because I couldn't log into a, you know, it was specifically logging into WordPress and I was not a WordPress site, but uh, WordPress.org or whatever. I was logging in their site and I had just changed the password like two days ago. So apparently I didn't uh, sync it on my uh, keyword password holder. (laughs) So I was given some, yeah, choice words. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also some other stuff going on that I've had some choice words about over the last couple of days. Yes, yes. Let me me just start. (laughs) Let those apples fall. (laughs) No, no, no. We're going to start with Spotify. Okay. Okay, so on the last show, I said that Spotify was measuring on basically whatever they're calling their stuff. Stream listen, whatever it's called. (laughs) I said that they were measuring after 30 seconds of listening. Well, that was reported in pod news and James got double barrel shotgun from a bunch of podcasters saying, no, it's 60 and it's not listens. It's whatever. So James was mad at me and I'm like, I've been told last I heard it was 30. I knew they were going to go to 60, but, Last I heard, it's been to 30, so he, was, he wasn't he was happy. And uh, so I type a little email to my friends at Spotify, and I said, hey, <laughs> when did this change? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. It hasn't changed for the API. <laughs> but it's it's what's in the, the Q&As on their website, though. The right? Q&A on their website in this new portal they have says right. 60, but the stuff that's coming to everyone that's on the API is 30. And Which it, is pretty much everybody. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it is going to 60, as I said on the last show, but it hasn't gone yet. <laughs> And why does all this matter is the bigger question, right? Yeah. 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 Right. So anyway, it, it is what, because they are, well, what was the big stink was their complaint there. There, they have some very interesting language, which I actually sent over to the IAB and saying, Hey, did you talk to these folks? Did you give them a, in in it's really if you, in the language you have to really really read and let me see if I can find it real quick what the actual what the actual um let me see here so is Spotify a member of the IAB I, I don't think so so okay I, I basically sent over what the IAB was claiming. That they were quote unquote IEB and the words they use are they're like IEB like or sort of like IAB. It's it basically is not they're not technically IEB, especially on our site. Okay, so 
is basically the IB says we can't judge. The only way we can judge is if they go through the certification process. All right. And um, so what I took uh, umbrage to, and let me see if I can find it here. Um, okay, so streams measure any listener who listened to at least 60 seconds of your podcast. Streams align to the IEB definition of a download. Now, the keyword there is align. Okay, now it doesn't say it is. Okay, it isn't. Does it says it aligns with it? So, um, I I don't know if that's really accurate or not. So, because the argument was being put out, oh, it it's 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 a download. You can count it as long as they measure sixty seconds. But there's a lot more that goes into the sixty seconds, and actually, actually, yeah. Spotify is in a position if they so desire that they have the um client side data so they right. actually are in a position to give better data if they want to correct so but are, but are they yet no. no no so there's you know there's four tenets of the certification process and the majority of the companies out there yours mine you might be able to do some client side with your yeah spreaker app but Correct. most most of the podcast companies will only be do able to do three tenets of the certification. So um, I know I just spent two months. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. And yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyway, I, again, it's it aligns, but it's be careful. Right. I think. Well, it, and it doesn't say anything about the twenty four hour. Um, measuring window either or anything window either. Right. Mm -mm. So, so the, I mean, not that that's a huge factor, but it's, it's certainly one piece of the pie and maybe they are. And we just, right. They just didn't say in the 24 hour window basically is if someone comes in and starts listening in the morning and they come back and listen in the afternoon, that's still a one. That's not a two. Right. Yeah. So, but if they're not factoring that into how they're counting, it is um, a two, right? It could be a two, yeah. right? Right. So just yeah. disclose if you're going to report Spotify metrics, please just break them out, break your downloads out, and then break your Spotify streams out. Right. Okay. And and you really shouldn't call it a download. No, no, they're no. kind of clouding the the view on that a little bit yeah. by saying that it's equivalent to a download. Well, they say it aligns, aligns, but aligns it, or yeah, which, but until which we means that it's equal to is what they're implying. right, right. So right. just be careful with the data, and you know, again, if they're not measuring in a twenty-four hour window, and I don't know, you know, how that app works, you you could see some significant inflation um, over twenty-four hours. Right. You know, this is the big issue with uh, many of these companies that didn't want to go to the 24 hour standard because it was going to hurt them significantly in the pocketbook, meaning that there was going to be less downloads to report, which if they're not in a 24 hour window with streams, you would think might boil over into their system too. So, I mean, we're still in this kind of this, uh, limbo or not limbo land, but kind of period of time when some companies are, supporting IAB V2 more than others. And 
Other ones are starting to go through the certification process. So we're kind of in this kind of, you know, variable world right now right. Un- until everything kind of uh, straightens out and more of the companies in the space all get on the same page. So we're going to see fluctuations in numbers for, for, I don't know, Todd, do you think it's for the no- next six months, you think? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. The certification thing was painful. So, Right. And it took how long did it take? Well, months? we were the guinea pig, so I know two yeah. months. And part of it too was the responses you have to write. These responses and mitigation and you AB testing, and I mean it's significant. So yeah. the next group should going through shouldn't be so fast, shouldn't be so long because they've learned all the questions to ask, you know. And we were making questions up as we were going, you know. In the meeting, they're like, "Hmm, can you answer that for us?" <laughs> well, though I did hear that there's there's multiple groups. I think there is. I think folks. there's. I think there's so, three or four. Right. So yeah. I wonder if if those groups are going to share their information with each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't even exact for sure know the exact list, but yeah. Right. And right. there has been some. Well, even us, we had to go back for some mitigation on uh, redirects, and I think we're we're very happy where we're at with that. So, yeah. you know, I think, well, we'll see, we'll see, but we, we have a plan to be able to certify redirects, but there's caveats to go along with it. So, yeah, yeah there, you will have to agree to a certain thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so. I, I won't, I, I get, I mean, we, and they may come back and say no. <laughs> so well, time will tell. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case, but, uh, so anyway, we well, are. In, Go ahead. Oh, I was just as a corollary to this topic around Spotify. You know, in Pod News this this Friday, they were saying the Spotify podcast listening is up three hundred and sixty seven percent. Rob, um, we just gave them uh, twenty five thousand more shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're feeding them lots of shows. Well, too, I'm, I'm just time. I'm just telling all of us collectively, just send them another you know pile. That's yeah. right, and that that number will be another three hundred sixty-seven percent. So it had to go up because we gave. Well, well, maybe not. I guess people because I can't never find any podcasts on Spotify to begin with. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, yeah, and they mentioned that it's up one hundred fifty percent year over year in Germany. But I guess when you're starting from relatively zero, right? Um, that that's what'll happen. <laughs> And Deezer was in there too, saying something too, right? Right, right. Yeah. So they can. Uh, <laughs> People are they like now have twenty three thousand podcasts. Oh, 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 oh! I just said Deezer. <laughs> People, are like, who, who? Yeah, who? <laughs> the company that used to own Stitcher. Let's just right, put, put right. it in proper context. But they're actually a music service that's primarily in uh, Europe. Right. So they're a direct competitor with Spotify in many. European markets, and they've got about 23,000 podcasts, and it says podcast usage is growing rapidly with a 199% increase of monthly streams. So that that's the other big thing about these music services is that they're primarily streaming this yeah. content. Yeah. Their downloads is not part of the mix yet. No. I don't know if they're, and some of them are doing pass-through, but, some of them are re-hosting. Oh, so, that was another yeah. conversation I had with right. Spotify. <laughs> Right. Well, the, yeah, 
I think everybody in the industry needs to have that conversation with Spotify. Po- poking them, poking them, right, poking them, right, poking them. Right. <laughs> the um, I do want to talk about. Um, are we done with those topics? Are... I think so for okay. now. They'll keep bubbling up, though. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I have. We talked about it on the last show, and I'm, I'm concerned. I'm very very concerned and matter of fact it led to a conversation yesterday with angelo i don't think that i would have had had we not seen what we've seen in the last week um are you guys getting shows rejected from apple we're not necessarily seeing it because the podcaster takes care of it okay no no so, are the podcasters reaching out to you and say my show's being rejected at apple not that I'm I'm hearing about directly, no. Yeah, you ought to ask your support team. Are you getting tickets where Apple's not taking shows? Well, I know that, that it's happened here recently, but I wouldn't say it's been a big up, upswing of issues. Okay. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, I've heard of situations where shows have bounced back and people haven't been able to figure out why right. or what's going on with it, and we've had to go in and look at their feed mm-hmm. and – just make sure that everything is properly filled out and, yep. and complete and they're not doing anything that looks kind of shaky. It's ticking. It's ticking. Spammy. It's ticking up. And I don't know if it's uh, yeah. dependent yeah. upon the person that's on that day for approving shows or what, but yeah. we're seeing shows get kicked back for a semicolon in the title or, I mean, it's, they're, they're, I mean, is that what they're specifically saying? They the don't reason? tell. You have to, you have, they tell you you're being rejected because you're, the message they send is very, very frustrating. It tells you nothing. Oh, it doesn't tell you. So anything. then we have to go back and look at the feed and say, well, maybe this, you got, you know, the feed's good. Maybe it got rejected because of this. And sometimes it's obvious, you know, you can see it. They put, uh, yeah. you know, the, the um you know the the yarn knitting show uh with uh um you know with uh john smith and of course right. with john smith is not allowed and or putting some sort of keyword stuffing and uh, but even a title semicolon in a bunch of text is is not some of those are getting kicked back so, yeah, it, it's to the point where we're, we're having an internal discussion about it and we're actually meeting with Apple next week to talk to them about, hey, what, you know, what's going on? And we think now that they're even rejecting on episode titles. We've seen our first kickback from episode titles. Wow. And, and, and we were... Sure. We, well, we know it was from episode titles, and okay. uh, so we're like, "Are you kidding me?" Now, if the show has one episode, it's not an issue. But it's when a show does ten launches with ten shows, and is using all these. They're trying to do everything they can to be found in the search engines, not knowing exactly how the search engine works over there. So it, it's a big issue. So what Angelo and I were talking about is I'm like, maybe it's time just to open up the Blueberry API. And, you know, we 
before have licensed that to third parties. Um, and maybe we just make it open. It, 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 um, it, Apple has got a huge, and we, and and we, and be careful here. We, we have a lot to thank Apple for in, in this space for growing the space. And I understand that they're trying to clean up their, their directory. Right. And like the keyword is their directory. Right. But their directory feeds every other app out there. Right. So in sense, editorial control. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's something that I'm not sure, you know, that there's an easy answer to it other than I believe Apple probably needs to be a little clearer on their, their, their submissions guidelines. Uh, um, it has to be very be clear. This, yeah. I mean, if they're going to play this, type of you know I, I i i hesitate to say the word game with this but it's but in some ways it's um this content filtering that they're doing right now nobody really knows what the what the requirements are and if that's the case then then uh, that's going to cause more and more problems for the community as you know i hate to say it, but it's going to cause problems for apple too well it just caused it, it, it comes back to us because we get blamed right you know, and so it's, and it's, it's, yeah. So I, I guess the other side too is if we all start documenting what's happening here, and then if Apple's not going to do it, then we have to do it, right? As far as document what's, what's outside of the bounds for Apple. Right. Well, it's definitely, at this point, we're seeing more and more and more. And, uh. It, it it's frustrating yeah. to say the least. Yeah. I'd like to know, you know, why all of a sudden now and and I guess and when, uh, when you talk to Apple, um, you know, I would I would just get a try and get a big picture. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna reach out to them too. I've got a couple of reasons why I need to reach out to them, but and I'll 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 try and you know, find out too and and give them our feedback. I think that uh, give me the guidelines. There is guidelines, but it's not it, that specific. Mm-mm, and I think they're very there. There's some interpretation going on by the approval authority, right? And again, it it runs in spurts. All of a sudden, one day we're getting boom, 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 boom. We get ten, right. you know, and all week we heard nothing. So it depends on the. You know, they're cycling people over there. That's on the approval authority. I don't know. But then again, too, and then, you know, I got, uh, they announced this audio spec, right? They came out with the, with the LUFs, what we're supposed to use for LUFs. Mm -hmm. And I got an email. Let's see if I can find it here real quick. Paul, Paul, Paul. So do you know Paul uh, Figiani? Yeah. Okay. So Paul emailed me. And, um, and, and for those of you who don't know, Paul, Paul has been in the podcasting. Well, he's been an, an editor. He is a, a phonic aficionado. Yeah. He's yeah, lar- an audio expert. Yeah. He, he's largely responsible for the sound that comes out of this show, the end product, not what you hear live, but he built me filters for uh, Adobe edition and some other stuff. So if you like how this show sounds on the 
delivery side, Paul did that design, design work for this show. Um, and uh, this guy, if someone has like this mega, mega issue with their audio, I send them to him. He's rarely available, but he does do stuff from time to time for people. And I, I don't know what his costs are. Um, he's not a full-time editor per se, but he watches um, the space pretty close on audio. And he says, I'm thinking, uh, is this it? i make sure I got the original message. Hey guys, I think you have a way of getting an answer and a clarification for Apple regarding loudness metadata. It's documented in their public available podcast authoring best practices. I believe there is a default iTunes norm metadata tag for MP3s. If this is what they're referring to slash also, would the noted entry request set forth by Apple require some sort of specific text formatting prefixes, et cetera? I'd like to find out exactly what they're looking for. And he sends me the loudness metadata statement that came out. And for those of you that haven't seen this, um, they said when enabled, and this is the keyword here, when enabled, the wording they use, content containing loudness or sound check metadata will consistently have playback levels at minus 16 dB. It is important to note that MP3s created with the iTunes export function will have sound check metadata. Okay. So this is so the question he has. Some baseline um, audio volume levels? Is that what this no, is? No, he's looking no. for a, there's a flag they want set in the MP3. Mm -hmm. And his question is, okay, does, do you want the I, it's I-T-U-N-N-O-R-M. Do, do they want, does Apple want that metadata, metadata tag set for MP3s? Okay. So all they say here, again, in their, in their description, when enabled, content containing loudness or sound check metadata will consist at playback levels at minus 16 dB. Right. Okay, they say containing loudness or sound check metadata. Now, I don't even know what the heck sound check metadata is. So this is what he's trying to decipher. So well, it's actually a what a baseline of volume level. I I would think is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, but none of us have ever said anything in the MP3 and the ID3 tag to, that says iTunes norm. Well, it, <laughs> I don't think it is an ID3. Maybe tag, not. Is it? Maybe not. Maybe it's in the metadata of the MP3. Of, of the oh. So again, if you're using, they say in their in their. If you use the iTunes export function, but no one uses iTunes to export audio files. That's no one does that. Well, yeah, I think some people will re-encode stuff in AAC through, through iTunes. Yeah. That's about the only thing I've ever heard. I mean, I know you can, I thought that you can encode an MP3 through iTunes. Well, I think you can. Yes. But yeah, again, yeah. Um, no one does, who does that? We all export. Well, well, why would you? It's coming in that way. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going from AAC to MP3, mm -hmm. but that so, would be the only other way. So anyway, this is just, he's like, 
okay, uh, what exactly do you want? Uh, you know, it, an engineer wrote that paragraph. <laughs> right. <laughs> and why should we all care? Right. right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's not part of the ID3 tag set, um, then there isn't any tools that give you access to that unless it's some sort of a, of a way to put metadata into the notes field or in one of the other fields that's related to the content. But right. I don't know why most podcasters would even care about that. Yeah. I, I don't um, think most will or will even yeah. know. Now the mic, the minus 16 luffs, that's at least they're saying that. Right. You know, yeah. and for those of you that aren't setting your luffs, the tool that I rely on that I run every wave file through is uh, a phonic. Um, that's and I don't create the MP3 with a phonic. I just run the wave through wave file through a phonic. Um, after yeah, I still use the levelator, Todd. Yeah, I, I don't the, know if that's. I'm not sure what the lux is for. It's it's too low. Yeah, you're not going to get the same result. And if I'm wrong, uh, yeah, someone someone correct me. But um, the Afonic tool, I like the desktop tool because you don't have to upload anything to them. You have to pay for it. Two ninety nine commercial, ninety nine dollars non commercial. It's worth thought, every penny. Thought I could ask uh, Doug K and yeah, find out or even what, even what Paul. They yeah. Oh yeah, Paul. Well, Paul or. Um, was it uh, Michael Gohagen too? Mm. Is another one that, that would know. Yeah, Doug will know for sure. Yeah, um, but that might be helpful to know. I mean, I know the volume levels come out pretty pretty good through the level later, <laughs> um, but I don't know what their precise dB is. I, it doesn't say anywhere. Evo says a great number of podcasters use iTunes to tag encode their MP3s before uploading. I, I that would I, shock me. Right. To be honest with you. Um, I guess it does support WAV files, so I suppose you could. Yeah. And I if, don't if know there, why if, you would, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't wrote an ID three tag in iTunes in ten years, so it's a very inefficient yeah, I, way of doing it. Yeah, in my opinion, but it's, I don't even know how how important ID three tags are nowadays. It's, really, it's, it, it's not as important. Day. But, you yeah. know, I, I do it yeah, out I of habit. Out all the, yeah, I used to fill them out all the time, too, with my old show. But but a lot of my my show would be downloaded through, you know, these podcatchers right. that didn't really have advanced ability to, to read metadata. There is some reason for it, uh, but it's, you know, it's limited. You know, because it, it does affect some apps. Some apps pull, I don't know, someone right. did a A, B, C, D, E, F. You know, they went through and listed the different apps right. and what they, uh, I think Mike Dell did that on his website, uh, went yeah. through all that. But the, uh, yeah, so we'll have to see here, you know, I, you know, I use the ID3 tag writer right in Adobe edition. It's right there with me and I just, it's done when it does the export. Yeah. By the way, the start of international podcast day is, uh, about to kick off. I, I, Matter of fact, I, I don't know when their first official, because they start across the international dateline. And let me look at the schedule here. Yeah, I thought it started later today. <sighs> yeah, it starts at 4 p.m. Pacific, the kickoff yeah. of International Podcast Day with the, right. with the Podcast Day team. Yep. So uh, that's exciting. So happy International Podcast Day. And if you're listening to this later, uh, if you missed it... <laughs> 
So International Podcast Day is uh, runs through, let me look here, 10 p.m. Pacific um, Sunday. And of course, uh, the podcast award ceremony is tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific. But uh, I'm just looking at I, what time do I have to be up tomorrow morning? Not too bad. I, my first session for International Podcast Day is at uh, 11 a.m. Are you on for anything tomorrow at all, Rob? No. Yeah, I haven't been on uh, the International Podcast Day live stream in a couple of years now. So this is the second year I haven't okay. had any involvement at this point. Uh, so. So it should be, uh, should be fun. And uh, Daniel says in the chat room here on Facebook, he says, iTunes uses uh, Fraudhofer, which is a better encoded for spoken word content in constant bitrate MP3. So it's often recommended for people who use a DAO that is lame instead of Fraudhofer. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, if you, I don't like the lame encoder that comes with, that you have to use with Audacity. It's lame, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't know what which one Adobe uses, but uh, I like the sound. Well, lame, lame doesn't really support that many encoding bit rates either. I mean, it was really limited from what I remember. Yeah, so Daniel says, Levelator will stop working in Mac OS Mojave. Well, I'm not too worried about that. No, me. you're a Windows user. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> So, and I, I don't know, so I don't want to circle back and beat a dead horse here too bad, but um, you know, I guess I want to hear from the podcasting community. Are you concerned that your show could be delisted from the Apple podcast directory because they don't like the way your episode titles are? I don't know. I, I guess another question though, Todd, and, have you seen any of the episodes rejected for having a number in them? Um, Episode numbers? No, but they're discouraging it. Right. I was just curious how strict they're getting with this. Um, I haven't heard of anybody too, but I know that there's a lot of folks that are not really all that supportive of, of not doing it. Right. So I'm continuing to put episode numbers in all my episodes. Yeah. Because I, I, I know the I, SEO value of the description is caca. <laughs> right. <laughs> and do you put the number at the end or at the beginning? At the end. At the end. So that may be a little bit of a, well, that's not as helpful though. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, cause a lot of the, <clears throat> depending on the length of your, title it can get created, right. right but you know it's it's a holdover from the old days let's just be frank you don't well, have you don't have to do no. it no you don't because in the old days it was no. you it was hard sometimes depending on the app to, to determine what the sequence was right so it's not uh-huh. i think most of them do newest oldest in their sort now yeah i think that the big reason why why it was popular to to do at least with the old schoolers was because of the MP3 players. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of people would just duplicate <clears throat> the same title at the beginning of their, uh, you know, title of the show. It was like episode number title of the show. And mm-hmm. then, and that was all that they would list. Right. Yep. So you can't have this huge list of episode titles for your episodes. So, you know, I'm a big fan of just putting in like a really highlighted, uh, topic 
right? As yep. the description for this show. I know Leo Laporte likes to put in funny little quips, which I think is not very helpful to anybody. Ryan says 100% yeah. concern. Evo says not concerned, but I play by the rules. But the problem is the rules are moving. The rules are not specific. We're getting stuff back that we're like, they didn't say this wasn't allowed. Right. It's like somebody's deciding that they don't like it mm-hmm. because of, of, of the, the overall rule, which is, um, that, that I've heard from Apple is that you, that they're, they're really getting strict on any kind of spam techniques or any kind of keyword stuffing or any kind of, um, um, you know, calls to action. Mm-hmm. Those are the big picture perspectives on it, yep. right? So how that translates into specific tactics of what you do in your episode titles or your show titles or um, your metadata and stuff, it all falls out of those basic concepts. And I, I, I think a, you know they must be interpreting it. Each person there must be interpreting it slightly differently. Well, so. we definitely saw episode titles cause a show to get rejected from being submitted. Right. And we, we looked at the format and we, I told Mike, I said, I bet you that's what they got kicked back on. Right. And uh, Mike sent that over to him and we'll see. Well, they're going to resubmit with the data that was in the episode. So I'm just being care- I'm just telling you folks, be ev- you got to be careful even about your episode titles. Right. No extra data. What about uh, episode descriptions and series descriptions? Are they being, are you seeing things bounce back? Mm, well, it's from that? so far it's, it's description, t- description author and uh, episode description. They don't like semicolons any place in titles, uh, special characters, dashes, dashes are going to get you flagged. Um, it better be just a title. You know, that's in, 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 we haven't seen it be retro once you're, we haven't seen shows. Well, only a couple, we've seen a couple of shows that were active, get delisted, but it's most, they're catching most of them now on the inbound. So, well, that's, that's probably when they're putting eyes on them. So that would make sense. They're not going to go back and look at 600,000 shows. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Unless it's done, they run a logo through some sort of a script, right? Yeah, yeah. Which they could do at some point. Based on your numbers, Todd, there is a lot of shows in the Apple Podcast catalog that's that are dead, dead, dead. You know, they could, they could, you know, they they could clean up the the whole system significantly, (laughs) right? And I guess we we are coming to a point. I mean, I faced this when I was working on Zoom, but you know, what is that line, you know, yeah. that that is met with a a feed that for disqualifies ye- it from being in the catalog for years? About every three months, I would go into the Blueberry directory and in bulk deactivate shows. I mean, I would just you know, I would do a sort, and then I would select a thousand shows and deactivate them. And it, Based it, on what criteria? Though? It was uh, uh, basically if the show had been dead over two years, or and and if the feed, yeah, if the no, if the feed, if the show was dead and the feed was no longer responding. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if 
Oh yeah, I mean if the feed is dead, yeah, yeah that's gone, right? But gone. I, I stopped. I just it got to be too much. So right. right. And now Apple caches all a lot of that stuff, right? So mm, no, they link well, directly to the meat. Well, they cache well, in their own they, system. Yeah, they cache the the metadata from the RSS right, feed. Right, right, we do too. So yeah. so even though the feed goes down, mm-hmm. right, not accessible anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that that. But usually when metadata the, will remain. But visible. usually when the feed goes down, usually the data goes. The MP3 is usually dead too. Well, that's not always the case. Sometimes shows are hosted on external servers, right? <laughs> right. And that's one of the reasons why um, they architected it like that was the feeds can go up and down, yep. but the media files, typically the links to the media files usually don't go up and down because those are usually hosted on more reliable right. networks, right? Yeah. CDNs. So even though the feed goes down, the metadata is still displaying, the links will still work. So from a user perspective, nothing's changed. Right. But but if the feed is completely dead, then nothing is going to update, right? Mm-hmm. There's not going to have any new episodes come into the feed or into the show. Right, right. Metadata is never going to change. And so those shows need to be drop kicked, I guess, depending on you know, how much value is in there. But, and if the media file links are still active, well, then I, I te- you're kind of in a gray area there. Well, I've had shows that uh, I've deactivated come back to me six months later. Where's my shit? Yeah, exactly. You know, and <laughs> broke or something and they, they want it to start up again right. or something like that. Or right? no, it's, yeah. it's not being produced, but they want it to remain online. Right, right. Yeah. It's like an archive show. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. it's really, you know, so that's why I, I haven't done bulk editing in the Blueberry directory in years, you know, just yeah. because I, the same, the same reason, right? you know, we know and which think, feeds are dead, but we don't pull them. So. Yeah. Cause I think the 600,000 plus number that's thrown out there that, I mean, the truth of the matter is some of those of the 600,000 have were shows that were created in 2004. That's fa- well, yeah, right? it's true. <laughs> right. So, so you think about that as a complete snapshot of the industry, the podcasting space yeah. since it started. So we have 613,000 act, well, listings in the blueberry directory right now, active listings. And let me see here. I can tell you the, er, the show, the show that's, Still active. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, w- w- some of the earliest shows that are still active in our system. Mike Tech Show. Comedy right. Forecasts. Medic Cast. I mean, these are like 2005. These were put in the directory. Right. Right. Um, Handbell. See, when's, when's the latest? Oh, I, gotta, I can't call that one because that one hasn't updated since 2010. But the feed's still good. Um, so is the, I would imagine the daily source code is still in there. You don't know when they were put in. I'm just looking at the first 20 entries. Um, here's another one. Western Wednesday's Classic Westerns. This has been in our system since 2005. Still going. Um, here's one that updated in June. Sci-Fi Friday. Yeah. Mystery Theater. So, you know, we've got... You know, just on the first page of 20, you know, I've got one, two, three, four, five, 
six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifth, sixteen of the twenty. <laughs> they were in it, put it in the system in two thousand five. Have had an update in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> can you say right yeah what can you say right i mean it's 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 what it is and i guess it is i mean it depends on how you look at it we went offline something happened what what happened oh we're not streaming yeah we we definitely fell off what happened Uh oh Uh oh but we're still recording yeah we're still recording okay I have no idea what has happened here. This thing has had some bumps. Oh, you talking about Wowza? Yeah. Wowza's had some bumps. So is uh, YouTube and Facebook still working though? No. It's I it it we'll see if it comes back online here. <laughs> this is very, very irritating when this happens. I have no idea why. It is uh, not running. Now we're back. But we're going to be on a new Facebook stream. Lovely. It's uh, Todd's Facebook main page, still red. What the hell? It's, it's, this is, uh, you know, this is the only, I have... Had a, this happen a couple of times, right. so I'm at a point now where it's not as reliable as it should be, yeah. and um, now the people are listening don't care. No, because most people listen to this is listening later. So yeah, it's but still, a... it's good getting the input from the from the audience. Sure. You know, sure, sure, sure. Hmm. Okay, well that sucks. Let me restart here. See if I can. Oh, it won't even let me restart it. Wow. Usually I can uh, re-kick it to go. Hmm. Don't know what to do. All right. Well, we just keep on talking. <laughs> we are on. People can move around. I guess they can join us on. So is there any way you can go go direct to to YouTube or something? Uh, not. I don't think while I'm live. Oh, okay. Let me see. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, hang on. I have to do a little trick here. <laughs> All right, let me remove that. All right, hang on, everybody. We're going to. Todd's going to get us back up live streaming here. So so we're in a little bit of a holding pattern here. There we go. All right. Let's see if it picks it back up. 
<laughs> well, there's always two ways to skin a cat. All Todd, right. Todd, is it is it true that Apple is recommending that podcasters use AAC? Yeah. Yeah. What are they thinking? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a very it's a very proprietary viewpoint. Yeah. Because I don't believe most of the other platforms support AAC. Yeah. Hey, for those of you on Facebook, we uh, made a, something happen. We're we're back, but it's uh, <laughs> it was it's not perfect here. Yeah, I guess we're we're back and everything. So maybe see so what's happening. Well, I, I can talk about the technical part later, but uh, very discouraging when this thing drops off and it fails. The whole <laughs> everything goes down. The house of cards falls in on itself. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I'm pushing the limit, too. I'm streaming to like six different locations at once. So, Yeah, so, but that's all done through Wowza. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I've, I've seen this happen with the Wowza. So, you know, it and it didn't happen before on uh, Facebook. It happened on YouTube. So right. I'm just going to have to send the YouTube. And I'm looking at the, I can look at the health. And health looks fine. So who knows? It's it's not perfect. But anyway, we'll go back to, yeah, so they're recommending AAC. Yeah, Apple is recommending that, that podcasters use AAC over MP3. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see it purely from a technical perspective. I mean, if you're an audio engineer, they're, they're probably going to say, yeah, the audio quality is better with AAC. It probably is. It's probably a smaller file format. Yep. Um, but the problem is it's not going to be widely supported. Right. Which means that you're creating separate RSS feeds for uh, Apple, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that's well, something that we would recommend. <clears throat> well, AAC is pretty much there's only you know a few, and it's very limited on what doesn't support AAC at this point. Yeah, that's. I mean, I suppose you know I don't know. It's it's just not something that's commonly tested out there either to see who's supporting it and who's not. Yeah. I, I, know, I, I just don't, don't know that many shows that are using AAC. And be, be honest with you, whatever podcasters want to use, I, I don't care. If they want to use AAC or MP3 or, you know, I don't care. It's up to them. This is the beauty about the Does space. Does it play, play fine in your platform? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Okay. You know, again, it's pretty, in the early days, there was challenges. Right. But the... There's not as much of an issue now, you don't think? I don't think so. I mean, unless someone okay. can correct me here. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Daniel said, the volume seems to be auto-adjusting and distorting when Rob speaks. Well, there's been no change to the audio level, so I don't know why. It shouldn't be auto-adjusting. Well, Skype can do, can do that. Let me go in and look at my Skype settings. Yeah, really it quick. doesn't. I don't hear you changing your volume on my side, though. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd turn that off. But let me go take a look here. Auto adjusting microphone is turned off. Yeah, so I don't know why. It's there's nothing that we're doing here and the levels are are pretty much set. So it has to be a, a Facebook thing because I'm I'm watching the output. It doesn't change. All right. So Sorry about that. There's nothing we can do. That's weird. 
All right, so we kind of get off track here. Um, what was some other stuff I wanted to talk about today? We talked about the International Podcast Day. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? Um, <laughs> it did kind of <laughs> knock us off track, didn't it? Like, it did. And I, when I look I over here, when it says Facebook's offline, you're like, I go into this like, you know, my brain stops working. All right, let me go ahead and go back over to, I had some stuff queued up here. Um, well, yeah, I have a couple things that I can okay. probably dig into too, but go, yeah. so, go ahead. You know, the um, I think that people have calmed down over the announcements of the, you know, content shakeup. I, I think we're, you know, people are starting to relax a little bit. There was a little bit of panic in the news, a couple of doomsday Articles, which I kind of laughed about, but uh, I think so far everyone's kind of smooth sailing at this point, back yeah. on track. Of course, there's the some death people. of podcasting, yep, which the, is like the fourth time that's 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 <laughs> happened. Right. We're still here, guys. <laughs> yeah. So from that standpoint, but you know, as I was watching the you know podnews.net articles this week and. Really not a lot of, it's kind of a, we're, I think we're kind of in a little bit of a quiet period here. Yeah. And, you know, the, a lot of big announcements were made around podcast movement and, you know, some shakeups of some stuff. But I think we're, you know, because people are coming into the final quarter of the year. So right. I think it's relatively quiet. We are going to be doing, um, <laughs> I think I can announce it here. It's not too early. Um. Uh, do you like emojis? Uh, it's yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we've had um, a significant number of podcasters request emoji support in really? uh, in in podcast feeds, and I'm like, oh no, that's going to break things. Well, it doesn't, and Apple actually supports emojis in episode titles. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So um, emojis are oh. coming to PowerPress. <laughs> oh my goodness, Todd. <laughs> That's awesome, though. You know, and you know, from at my age, I'm kind of like I do. You know, the first thing I said was, oh, "You got to be kidding me!" Right, you know, right. I'm rolling my eyes. Like, really, emojis? You want people want emojis? And I'm just like, no. And Angelo said, well, it's supported, you know. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he sent me some examples. He sent me some. He said, go look at it in your iPhone. And I looked in my iPhone. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, it is. So well, I guess it's it's supported <clears throat> in a lot of places now. So, so I, mean, I guess I guess yeah. you're going to be able to have a fire truck <laughs> or a, a smiley or a star or sunshine or something like that in your uh in your description. <laughs> so, so did, let me ask you this. Um, does Apple support it in like their titles? Yeah. Well, nah, not in titles. <laughs> new, or new, their new. episode description. Well, they do because their shows are already putting emojis in their episode titles. Ah, yeah. Titles. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, it's a it's a it's a new generation. Right. We need, to, we need to embrace the the emoji. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, Rick has even said emoji support. Seriously, why? And, and, and I was like, Rick, you and I are on the same page, my friend. But just remember, you and I are old. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. We are old. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, it's, that's an interesting thing. So you're going to have to build that into your publishing tools then, right? Is that how it works? WordPress already supports it. WordPress already supports emojis. So, yeah. oh, so, oh, it's already done? <laughs> well, you don't have I, to do anything? We, well, yeah, we had to do a few things. To, well, Angela had to do a few things to plug in. I don't know. I, if To me, I was, again, I, I continue to eye roll. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. On emoji that's support. The phase that you're in. That's, that's the phase that you're right. in. The eye roll phase. But yes. when you have the when you have the twenty year olds saying, "I want emojis," <laughs> right? Well, more and more podcasters are in the twenty year olds. Yeah, uh, Mike says at least you don't have to hear the support complaints about it. Todd, <laughs> you guys will be cool at uh, at at uh, PodCon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we support emojis in our episode titles. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Shaka. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the more important thing is, uh, you know, and this is actually a feature that I've had on, because I told Angelo, I said, you're not putting out emojis as an update unless I get this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he he wanted emojis pretty bad. Well, he says it's e he says it's it. he says it's easy to put out. It's an easy thing, and I'm like, I don't want one line of code done to support emojis unless I get this. And he's like, he's like, well, that I'm like, that's right. I'm not. You can't put out the update with emoji support unless I get skipped to position. If unless I get that feature written in and skipped to position is basically having a URL with a time hack that lets you jump to a certain spot in the MP3 file. Always yeah. looking for that negotiating position with the with the developer, right? Is that what right. Well, I think yeah. I think yeah. when I I think when I told him there will be no emoji support without skip to position, I think that was pretty clear. <laughs> Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. All right. So yeah. So anyway, so I, if if he's done coding, it'll be released at uh, those of you that want emoji support. It'll be <laughs> it'll be released at uh, eleven a.m. tomorrow. So yeah. Wow. And then okay. and then we'll see how That's many gonna rock the podcasting. World. We'll see how many feeds break. <laughs> James, get on that right. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm, story. I'm still, I'm still kind of <laughs> like, mm, okay, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though. I, no, I, I think everybody should do it. I think it would be fun. Yeah. 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 But then, then I use emojis. I use emojis sometimes. And then you're going to, and then you're going to have emojis that are uh, banned from the, from, from Apple because someone's used the middle finger emoji or something to that effect. <laughs> You're going to have to rate your podcast as explicit because it has um, R-rated R uh, emojis. Yeah, and I said, you're gonna, now we're going to have to write a document how to actually implement emojis because it's not like, because someone's going to put like a smiley face, that's easy, you know. But, right. You yeah. know, the other stuff is kind of like, there's like a decoder ring for that. And I'm thinking, okay, at what point do we break an XML file by having some you know, someone puts the wrong comma or something in, you know, it's, it's, it, this is just, uh, 
Yeah, if if we do a release removing emojis within two weeks, you'll know why. <laughs> right. I, mean, I suppose that's very possible because that's how it's 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 communicated to the client right. is in a text reference. Yeah. 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 So we'll. <laughs> so I have the huge, you know, like my eyeballs are kind of like, oh no, oh no, God help us. <laughs> <laughs> More work on the uh, filters. Well, right? no work. More my poor support team. Right. Yeah, that too. Yeah. How do I implement emojis on my podcast? Yeah. I can see all these calls coming yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you have to, you know, for the millennials, we are supporting you. <laughs> right. What is the group before the millennials? There's another group, right? That's the, what are they? There's the. Oh, oh the younger ones? Yeah. I thought, is it the Gen Xers or? And I think the Gen Xers are, were after, I don't know. Someone help us out or here. After, after. <laughs> well, you have boomers, Gen X. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, mm. boomers, Gen X, millennials. I don't know. There's whatever, whatever the younger ones are. Someone's going to help me. <laughs> yeah. The XY generation, who knows? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Ryan Gray put in the, uh, in the, in the chat room, oh. a big X. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tim says now everyone can use the microphone emoji just like their cover art. Big smiley hey, Todd, face. Hey Todd, so should we um all all apologize to the podcast community for um saying that uh smart speakers were gonna be the the huge revolutionary development in the podcasting space that never developed. I I never said it was going to be revolutionary. You were on that track. I said it's I, going to be a steady. I was. I, was. I, I said it's going to be a steady, you know, a steady climb. Right. Why? Because the the traction hasn't gained as much traction as you thought it would. Well, well I guess the U.S. research company Nielsen released their smart speaker research and. And it said that what sixty eight percent claim that they listened to news podcasting wasn't even mentioned in the report. But Nielsen is in the business of propping up traditional media. Rob, they don't care about. There's no money to be made in podcasting, so why would they even ask the question? Well, you know they've been dabbling in podcasting. Nielsen, yeah, okay, they, but it, they but got it, a deal with uh, megaphone and stuff to do this kind of this targeting stuff, which I kind of wonder about when it comes to GDPR, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And and what have you heard about the Nielsen targeting that uh, megaphone is doing? Uh, is it crickets? I hear. You know, it's they're. they're They've got clients that they're working with. And yeah, I just wonder how, how effective it is. They seem to be um, really counting on as some differentiation around getting results for their their podcasters and their advertisers. But I don't know. Nobody else is supporting it. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm hmm. not sure. Okay. I, you know, we had someone that came in from Megaphone um, that was using Megaphone stats and started using our stats. And then yeah. the big question about why are your numbers so different than Megaphone numbers? And our numbers were like 20% lower. Right. And, uh, you know, our basic, our response was go back and ask Megaphone why they're 20% higher. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that raises a whole bunch of questions. Cause I've, I've, I'm hearing the same things from people that are saying that they're IAB V2 compliant. Yeah. Um, and when they compare it to, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, there's people out there claiming that they're IAB V2 compliant, but when you actually compare the numbers between platforms, there's big differences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're still in the early days of everybody getting on the same page here. What's 20% between friends, you know? Right. It's right. Not, not hey. bad. It's nothing, right? <laughs> just a, it's just an anomaly. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. And it's, uh, you know, they're, I would expect that they would probably go through certification too. So, I would imagine that the, everybody's on track to do this. But, yeah. Um, or all of the big players, anyway. I, I'm a little concerned about the smaller players, though, whether or not that they're going to be able to afford it. Well, this could create a stratification in the industry between those that have it and those that don't. Well, you know, I think that's, the, you know, for us, believe me, it, you know, we talked about it on a prior show is you, you know what the check is. It's not a small, it's not a small check oh. to write. So, right. If you're a startup, that's going to be a big hit. It's a big, a big, it's a big hit for anybody. It's an, it's an employee. Right. You know, so it, it's or partial well, part you have of an to employee. Be part of IEB also. Right, right. So it's you, not just paying for the certification. It's yeah, paying you know, for IAB and the certification. Yeah, it's it's eleven thousand dollars just to be an I at the base level to be an IEB member, then right. an additional fee because they don't do anything for free. Well, and it's based on your, your advertising sales. Right. Yep. So if you've got a successful ad business that that fee goes up higher. It goes up very much higher. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting. So it'll be, you know, and I, I for us, it was, you know, as much as I hated to write the check, it's a cost of doing business. And, right. you know, I, you know, you know we almost had to. And the only same with you guys. You had to. Yeah. Yeah, right. But it does kind of raise the questions, Todd, that, um, you know, this stratification that I was telling you about of the separation between the haves and the have nots, um, which is going to keep us still in this world. I actually, I was just thinking about it. It's going to keep us in this world of some platforms, uh, having numbers that are different than others. You know, I, I don't know that we're going to escape it based on that. Well, it, it, it definitely is a marketing point. <laughs> You know, well, it is. you yeah. know, from my perspective, if, if you're, if you're not compliant, uh, and you're not, yeah. uh, on board. Well, like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's more who's certified and who's not certified. Well, that's true any, too. Any company can be compliant. Now right? they have to say, all they have to do is say they are. Right. Um, and actually go in and do the, the code work to, to be close. Right. Mm -hmm. They'll probably never be exact because the only way that you, did you guys have to go in and change your code based on the code review? Not yet. Not yet. So I just wonder if for some companies that's what will have to happen is that they'll get certain things will be found out about how they're tracking and they'll have to make code adjustments. If everything um, works out, the and, and I said it earlier in the show, for those on the redirect, they're going to have to agree um, to a provision right. to not do something. and. Right. Uh, you know, that if they don't, if they, if they, and we'll, we're going to have to audit periodically to make sure that they are following that provision. 
So it's uh, at least we think that's how it's going to turn out. We're not, you know, we haven't got the paperwork saying what we can say and what we can't say and what, you know, what, uh, what we're going to have to, everyone is going to have the disclosures and, you know, there's going to be certain things you're going to have to put out there. Um, the auditing piece of this, that uh, it's self auditing is pretty huge too. Right. Right. And some shows are going to want to do a comparison. They're going to want to say, if, if I move here, mm-hmm. what are my numbers going to be? If I move, if I stay here, what are my numbers going to be? Right. Cause I'm already seeing that people, people are concerned about it now. Uh, if they move off of certain platforms, their numbers go down, right? Yep. Uh, if they're on platforms today that their numbers are, you know, lower, maybe they move to another platform, the numbers go up. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, if everyone's following the rules and doing what's supposed to be done, the numbers shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a big Delta. There should not be a couple percentage points at the most. Well, that should be the goal in the industry is to get everybody close to each other, but I don't know. I, it, you hope that that will resolve itself. If that's, I don't know though. I'm not hundred percent confident that the more I think about it now, hmm. that it is going to solve it. Well, if they follow the rule set, it almost has to because yeah, I mean, we've well, been, for those that are certified. Yeah, I agree. Right, right, right. But the, but the big wild card is those that aren't certified. Well, then guess what? Then if your numbers are different, then there's something. If, if we went through this, uh, I'm just going to be frank. If, if you went through this anal probe and line by line code review, I mean, it's, it's, it's an invasive process. You unzip your fly and you show everything. I'm not kidding. It's it's they go the line by line through your code. Right. And audit your code. And then they audit your results with what their results are. And then you have to oh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be straight up. I'll be very frank with companies if they're not certified <clears throat> and and their numbers are off, then I'm going to say your your system broke. And what's what's the the responsibility of caching and rehosting platforms to be compliant too? Well, it it doesn't count. You've chosen to put your content on a platform that's caching. It, right. But, so, but it, there's going to have to be an asterisk by numbers that are coming out of Spotify. That's right. There's going to have coming to coming out of of caching platforms there's going right. to have to be a delta put up there is absolutely there's going to have to be a here's a here's b right and do does the b's get paid and there's someone's going to have to do a b testing on ad performance on those two different platforms that's the only way you're going to be able to yeah. tell if the performance is good on a caching platform as it is on a downloading platform right or you're going to mix them together and then there's going to be a new norm for ROI depending on the spread. Yeah. And, and I don't believe that we're, we're done with this caching issue either. No, I did. The caching has to stop. No, but I, what I'm saying is that it's going to continue to be a problem. Um, and it's, it's, I believe it's only going to grow in, in this issue yeah. uh, in the short run. Yeah. Daniel says, I'll put my money in whatever bank will tell me I have the most money in my account. 
<laughs> makes sense. Hey, it's true. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's what many podcasters are doing right now. Yeah. And Tim yeah. says, do you think ad buyers will figure out whose stats are more accurate once they see that? Or they already are. They already have their black sheets with oh, deltas. Hey. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> they, there is no surprises out there anymore. No. Yeah. Because if they're running ads against 10 different companies and company A is, you know, and they're running across a, you know, they're doing any, it's simple. They know they already handicap networks on CPMs based upon prior ROI performance. Right. It, we know of one company that gets handicapped already for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, they have their own, because the, guess what? The advertisers aren't stupid, and they're going to get their, they're going to meet their acquisition goal, or they're not going to spend money with you. Right. <laughs> you know, if they're, I was talking to a client the other day, and I, and I said to her, I said, do you know what it costs you to acquire a new client? And she says, yes, we know that number. And I was like, oh, I, I'm just, I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> because nine out of 10 times companies will never, they know, but they'll never disclose. So right. she's like, this is the number. And I'm like, okay. I said, so if we spend uh, $10,000, you would right. expect to get X number yes. of new customers, right? right. She said, right. And yes. And if you don't, and if you don't, then it's an underperforming platform. That's right. So I said, yeah. perfect. You already know. So I said, so I said to her, I said, anything better than that, you're going to be happy and you're going to spend more money with me, right? She says, of course. So, right. so for us now, I just have to make sure we deliver. If we don't, we don't. <laughs> but if we right. do, she'll spend more money with us. But you would be shocked. How many times companies come to us and they have no idea, not a clue, or at least they won't reveal how much it costs yeah. them to acquire a client. Well, if they're doing accurate conversion tracking, that should be a pretty easy number to come to. It should be an easy number to come to. So there really isn't a reason for them not having it. <laughs> right. So anyway, it's... Yeah, so you know, the industry is not out of the woods on this. No, you know, and there are still platforms out there that give the podcaster the option to check a box, IAB V two, and uncheck that box. I think it's only one platform, right? Yeah, I, that I'm aware of, anyway. Yeah, most of them were, have have just made the change across the board and taken the haircut and and moved on. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I know we've lost some podcast hosting clients because of, of that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, what are you going to do? You're trying to play, play the game by the rules that are out there. There's those that are, you know. They're just hurting themselves in the long run not when they do that. By the, well, I would hope that that's the result, yeah. And if, and if they aren't getting hurt, then it tells me that the advertisers don't really care. Let's say they've moved to a platform that has 25% higher numbers and they're, they're billing out and they're rerunning ads every month. It tells me that uh, there's a 25% margin in performance that uh, we're still making performance numbers even with a 25% delta. Right. That's saying something in itself. That's actually good news, but it's kind of weird well, at the same time well 
how high would that performance be if they were actually uh, doesn't matter the advertiser's happy with the performance at the level that they're paying yeah but would they would potentially the advertiser pay more on a on, on a cpm rate um on a smaller number mm, i don't know don't know but if they're moving and they're still getting, that's the key to go back and, you know, they'll, they'll never tell you. A podcaster will never tell you. Did you get your budget cut? And they'll never tell you. Right. Hey, I did want to, I talked last show a little bit about website performance. And mm, uh, yeah. I, I have learned more in the past eight or nine days on Google FCP DCL numbers and page response performance and everything that you can ever imagine about page loads and graphics loading and uh, image file sizes and uh, y you name it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a big, big breadth of information. Everyone has an opinion. I, I like to use the word opinion because and there's really not a lot of fact. <laughs> And there's speculation. Anything comes to SEO and, you know, it's all, you know, black magic stuff. But the end result is, is the faster the, sp the page load, the faster that first byte gets delivered to Google. And the keyword is first byte and last, when the page is finally loaded and how it renders and how many round trips of data it takes. Um, we've learned a lot and uh so now geek new central uh new me well new media show i still have a few tweaks to do but uh geek new central now the page loads uh, my scores come in at like 1.7 1.8 seconds i'm getting the first byte to uh to the browser in about uh, 180 microseconds the um you are uh, geeking out on this, that's for sure. I, well, Rob, it is critical. I, you know, I talked about it on the last show. It's critical to my show growth, uh, everything that goes into the, the model that I use for my podcast uh, to have this fixed. So now it's going to be a 30-day um, climb out of the penalty box to, because what happens is, is um, I can run this test at Google a thousand times, but what they do is they look at inputs from across the space, people coming to my webpage on Chrome and sending a signal back. So if you participate in that feed, you know, when you install Chrome and it says, do you want to provide information back to Google? Well, when it loads a web page and you're participating in that, they send that, that page's performance back to Google. It'll, People don't know how big this is. This this is huge. And um, so I would tell all my audience, you got Chrome? Please go to my website. Load the web page. Do it every couple of days. Go and just hit the website. Load the page every couple of days to help me get this feedback data back to Google to lower my FCP DCL because I'm looking at the performance and I should be sub one at this point based upon everything that we've done. The the number that's showing right now is like five and seven, which is horrible. But the only way you can get that FCP DCL number down from their system is through repeated hits. I'm of the speculation right now that um, 
Google is using, and based upon what happened to me in traffic and search result ranking, they take input from, they're not just using their search engine. They're not just using the signals from other sites that are linking to you. They're using feedback from Chrome to determine that's a signal point. I'm 90% sure is a signal point. Some people are going to come and say, that's BS. That's not true, Todd. But I'm about 90% sure it's a signal point that Google is using in their Alago to determine uh, where your page is going to sit in the Google search results. <clears throat> Interesting. And um, just based upon what I saw and what we fixed, and it's the only reason why. Because where else are they getting this page speed? Sure, they're gonna they're gonna index your site, but it, that's a a bot that's coming in. And it's you know it's it's going through your site. That's not a real world person on a browser somewhere on a a three G connection. So yeah, I've learned a lot about um, this stuff over the past week and. We've implemented some stuff even on Blueberry. We've implemented stuff on my site. We've, you know, we were actually looking at this pretty deep um, and think that we can, well, it's a big deal. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, Todd, have you ever thought about um, a, a Geek News Central app for iOS and Android? Is that have, something no. you've ever thought about? No one's ever asked me for. I mean, they, I've never had my audience say, do you have an app? I don't know what I would need an app for because, okay. I, I'm, I'm just curious, just curious. I'm still of the firm belief that, that everyone that's on iOS is using a, is, you know, largely uses the podcast app from. Oh, that's true. I would agree. Oh, by the way, look what came yesterday. Uh-oh. Yeah. iPhone. That's 10 the XS, big guy. Huh? Yeah, XS Max. So that one's what six, six it's, over six it's, inch it's screen. It's the same size as the as the old one, but it's just got a larger. It's just got display. a larger screen. Yeah. yeah, because there's less of a bezel around it. Right, there's no no bezel. <laughs> you know, so okay. it, it, it's beautiful, but it's no hey, more Todd, beautiful than my Samsung Galaxy S8. Todd, I saw um, that uh, James from Pod News he linked to a guy's tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Manuel, I, I guess he's based out. He he lives in England, but he 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 tweeted, "Men, please start phoning each other up again for a chat instead of launching a new podcast." Thank you. <laughs> what, what? Say that again. <laughs> he said, "Men." You know, like he's trying to get men's attention. Men, he yeah. says, please start phoning each other up again for a chat instead of launching a new podcast. <laughs> Thank you. So people are <laughs> launching podcasts just to talk to each other. Yeah, right. Hey, James, I know you're listening. There's no rules, my friend. You can do whatever you want in this space. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, I guess it kind of, it kind of plays into this, this, thing that we've been talking about about um, ease of use or ease of creation right yeah if you if, if we get to a point where it's so easy to create a podcast that you start using podcasting as a way to talk to your friends <clears throat> you know i'm talking about just 
a couple of friends, <laughs> um, that may not be the best use of the medium. Right. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going back to app thing, there's plenty of ways for people to consume podcasts. And if I had 20 shows, if I had a network, yeah, I'd do an app, you know, but for one show or two shows, you right. know, there's, there's a reason why podcasters over a certain podcast hosting company don't get breakout numbers on what their app is actually doing. You can buy an app from someone and they, and yet you don't get the actual percentage of people that actually use it, or at least to my knowledge, well, did it. Well, we do. Well, you we do. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Spreaker sells custom apps for iOS and Android for individual shows. Sure. Um, and they're, they're pretty reasonable, but yeah, I mean the metrics uh, reports lists uh, those apps as where where people are listening and so I mean, if I, is anyone yeah. above five percent? Um, it's it 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 kind of well, it depends on the show, mm-hmm. but it can range anywhere from. <clears throat> I've seen it as low as like one percent. It just depends on the whether it's iOS or Android. Yeah. Um, Android tends to be a little higher as a percentage, but like the Spreaker live show is around probably 4% or so, Mm -hmm. um, on Android, um, of people listening, um, in the Spreaker live show app. Um, and then iOS, it's, it's usually a little lower than that. So So. let me ask a Frank question then. What does that app cost a month? Uh, it's $99 a year, $99 a year for, so that, you know, that isn't bad. You know, if you think about it, you know, so in that, okay, $99 a year. Right. You don't have to do nothing. It just pretty much does its own thing. Or do it's, you have a, to? it's a custom app. You can upload your own graphics to it, add your own metadata, right. change, you know, make it look like your brand. It's basically your app. Right. So, yeah. So anyway, that's $99 yeah. per platform or for both? Per platform. Okay. So 200 bucks. And, uh, so that, you know, that breaks down to, you know, 12, 13, 14, $15, uh, what is that? 200 divided by 12, this upper level math here. Right. So, you know, it's okay. So yeah, is that worth reaching, reaching one to four or 5% of your audience? Yeah. I've always said that it's, it's a technique to reach your most rabid fans. Wow. That's interesting. Most rabid fans. Rabbit. Do you know how many apps I have on my phone? I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. When I want to find podcasts. I just click the iOS podcast app or overcast or whatever I'm using today. Right. Well, I mean, that's clearly going to be. Yeah. Rick, the Rick did the math for me. $16 and 66 cents a month. Uh huh. You know, it's this incremental stuff that gets podcasters. I just am trying to, you know, I think for most podcasters, it's a stretch for them to do, you know, to keep in mind, if they're not making money and they're just doing a show with their friends, their time, number one, their time and commitment. Number two, they have a hosting cost for their website. Um, you know, maybe they have one, maybe they're given a website with uh, their hosting provider. Mm-hmm. You got a dump truck driving by. Um, and then whatever their hosting level plan is. So, you know, that multiplier is fixed. So, you know, there's a fixed amount of cost 
And then a lot of folks are adding editors now. A lot of people are doing transcription. A lot, and right. then you add an app on. And next thing you know, you're 100, 150 bucks a month in, or maybe 200 in monthly cost to do a podcast. Right. Well, and if you can afford it, it's not that big a deal, though, Todd. But if, you know. You still have right. podcasters complaining that the lowest hosting plan in the podcasting space, which is five bucks, costs too much. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. I agree. Okay. So I, I think that. Uh, a certain percentage shows are going to want to spend the money, but right. There's, there's people out there that spending 200 bucks a month to fund their, their hobby and what they like to do is that's true. It's worth it. That's worth true. It. Right. You know, it, you look at my, you know, geekness central alone just to run the website and I, you know, that's, that's 500 bucks a month is to run the, the servers and everything that goes along just to keep the, the website, you know, the web page loading at, uh, you know, at these fast speeds now that I've you know, unscrewed the pooch here. So, yeah, I used to pay I, back in the early days when I started my own show, um, this was back in like 2000 or so I, I had servers co-located. I was paying like 800 a month yeah. to have my show <laughs> online and distributed. Now, now, now for a lot of shows that pay for their bandwidth, that's, that's nothing. Right. But that's how I, I had to do it to be able to keep my show um, able to scale to the audience that it had because bandwidth was so expensive to host with other people. Mm-hmm. I had to get my own servers to get it done. But things have changed. You know, you yeah. can you can do a lot with, you know, 50 bucks a month. Now. A lot. You can do a lot with <laughs> 50 bucks. It's amazing. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, it's I was telling someone the other day that, uh, you know, in the very, very beginning when I started this show, I had like 12 shared hosting accounts because I had to move the media like every third day because I ran it out of bandwidth. You know, I had, you could get the, the biggest you could get, I think at the time was 500 gigs on a, on a web hosting plan. So I had like three Bluehost accounts. I had, you know, right. three Dreamhost. And, you know, I had, had all kinds of stuff all over the place. Just, and, and imagine moving, you know, re relinking all your uh, media files and having to upload your audio file to 12 different locations to just keep the podcast on the air. <laughs> right. That was some serious dedication we went through. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the medium has changed a lot. I know there is a guy that's online. This is kind of a, a little bit of a private group that's going on right now. The guy that's building, I guess a pretty detailed record of the history of podcasting right, right now. So I thought it was interesting. I don't think it's publicly available yet, but no. uh, it's something that's been going on for a few weeks now. It's actually been going on for about six months, but I haven't. Oh, has it? Yeah, he just yeah. invited some more people. I haven't been able to really contribute too much, so I, yeah. I just need to. Yeah, you know, who has? I can barely breathe as it is. <laughs> well, actually, I I contributed some information about a uh, a podcasting dinner that went on up in Seattle back in uh, two thousand five. Um, you know. The guys that were going around the country trying to do research to to come up with the new with the um, expo, the podcast expo. Mm. Uh, prior to that, actually, I have the audio recording from that. Oh, that's that dinner. That's cool. <laughs> you ought to ask Tim if you can share that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the group asked me not to share it oh. for for many years, 
because it was a pretty frank discussion about the podcasting space. Not everybody wanted wanted all all that information to get out. So, uh, oh, that would be man, that'd be a classic. We ought to have that uh, released. You ought to ask that group if you'll they'll release it. I it sounds yeah, juicy. I, uh, well, I mean it. It was to some degree, but it's Todd. I mean, you were around back then. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of that stuff wasn't, isn't going to be a surprise to you. Right. Um, but, but I think a lot of new people in the space that haven't been around that long would probably be sh- shocked at people's <laughs> perspectives about the podcasting space at that time. Now, there yeah. was probably some parallels to some stuff that's going on today, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Things haven't <laughs> changed a lot. Um, you know, there's still, you know, I would say the biggest thing out of it is that generally everybody hated the name podcasting. Right, right. That's people don't talk about that a lot now these days, but you know, there's this regular drumbeat of, you know, trying, trying to get rid of the name podcast has been coming up th- through the years. But back then it, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty passionate, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I mean, if I can get approval to make this audio available, um, somehow I'm not quite sure. I haven't put forth the effort yet. Um, uh, I'll, I'll put it out there. People can, can hear it for themselves. All right. Cool beans. Yeah, I w- yeah, I was there, and Doug Kay was there, and Chris Perillo was there, and <laughs> and Emil, you know, the guy that was the original host of the Engadget podcast was there. Oh, um, that kind of that kind of group. That's kind so. of, but that's 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 you know, there's a lot of conversations that happened in bars and at restaurants in the early <laughs> years. If we could have recorded them, would be good for historical purposes. Yeah, I think it was about it was about maybe an hour and a half long audio. Wow, program. they actually let you record it. That's the amazing thing. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm the one that recorded it. I think it was recorded by somebody else in the room. Hmm. I just happened to get a copy of the MP3 file. And I'm the one that stored it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, we made it to 90 minutes, even though uh, we had some hiccups today. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I like this Wowza server, Rob, but it's twice now given me some issues where if I just stream normal, we very rarely have had stream hiccups once we're running. And, uh, I just, I don't understand why it it should not be doing this. Um, and YouTube seems to be the, the the one I have the biggest challenge with. So I might moving forward, uh, just stream YouTube and, um, I have the capability of doing a couple of streams out of here. So it's a work in progress. But, um, of course, I'm pushing the living crap out of this streaming server. I'm trying to push to like six or seven different locations. So that might be part of it. Hey, Todd, are are we going to have two separate um, episodes on YouTube for this show? No, there'll be one. But I will have to do some replace. I'll send up. I'll put up a replacement video because there's going to be some dead spots on YouTube. So I'll. Once I get the okay. video edited, I'll just replace the media file that's there okay. and encoding. And same thing on Facebook. We're going to have, we have two, two different things on Facebook right now, which sucks. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right yep. Everyone, thanks for being here. And uh, I'm Todd at blueberry.com or at geek news on Twitter. Of course, don't forget about the international podcast day, international podcast day.com festivities start this afternoon. <clears throat> And go all the way through uh, 10.30 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. Uh, Podcast Awards uh, ceremony starts at 5 p.m. Pacific Sunday. 
So that should be a lot of fun. I've been practicing my script. Rob? Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at uh, Rob Greenlee with two E's. Uh, you can also reach out to me via email, rob at spreaker.com. Uh, that's a great place to reach me. And I do have a website, uh, robgreenlee.com. And, and if you want to listen to my other show that I do, the Spreaker Live Show, it's just at spreakerliveshow.com. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. I'm going to attempt, see if I can do this right. I'm going to get real fancy here. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can press the right button. Uh, all right, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.